0: Is Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number 214, I think. Zen Parenting Radio, a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, sweetie, ages 7, 10, and 11. And our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, sweetie, to become a better you. And I'm going to give you another try at this.
1: I, at the, I'm going to pass the test. What's our motto? The best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. I also believe I could say a parent's success, or excuse me, a child's success. Because success... So you and, don't change the motto. I'm not, The motto is, life is fluid. You're, Things can change.
0: You're fluid.
1: Um, well-being and success, in my opinion, in my book, literally in my book, are interchangeable. They are synonymous.
0: You know what's not interchangeable? What? Um, the brain and
1: the mind. It's not interchangeable. You're right. They're, well, they're not synonymous.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Yes, correct.
0: We're going to talk about that today. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's weird. How can the brain and the mind be two separate things? They're not the same. Do you think that we're going to be able to explain that?
1: I, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to say I don't know. And what I did do today was I bought the pocket handbook on neuropsychology. Wow. Yeah, it's Dr. Siegel's.
0: Smarty pants.
1: Well, I think I get the gist. I just don't have the language. So Because it's kind
0: of new. Like uh, before we get into the big discussion, we went and saw this guy named Daniel Siegel. And if you've ever read any parenting books, he's... Pretty high on the list for us.
1: Well, he is – put it this way. He's just cutting edge when it comes to research in regards to the brain and research when, when it comes to mindfulness and research when it comes to – and actually he – what I love about him is he doesn't – mindfulness to him is not something like crazy and woo-woo. He's like we have to practice mindfulness. We have to strengthen our brain if we're going to have any sense of well-being. So he's a he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. You know, like he's not a uh, yoga teacher, right? And he is freaking genius. Yeah, he is. So some of his books: Brainstorm, The Developing Mind, The Healing Power of Emotion, Healing Trauma, The Mindful Brain, The Mindful Therapist, Mindsight, No Drama Discipline, which is his newest one, which really. Court connects uh, with conscious parenting yeah. because he talks about why timeouts don't work, why spanking doesn't help, right. um, and uh, and the one that I ordered, like I said, is the pocket book for neuroscience, which might not be that interesting to many. I but wonder anyway, if it has a lot of big syllables in that. Well, he explains a lot of the things we learned at this workshop this weekend. And first of all, Todd and I felt very honored to be... Um, at this workshop because it was in California and it was at um, our friend Reverend Ned Bacon's church, which is called um, All Saints, and it's in Pasadena. And Reverend Ned is just a really great guy, and he, um, you know, we were there, yeah. we got to be with him, and we. Only like we were there for other reasons, too, for work reasons in California. So we only got to stay for one day of the workshop. It was a two day workshop. And Todd and I were both like really mad, really annoyed, like watching the clock going. Why can't we stay for another day? Because it was um, insightful, to say the least. I wish
0: I would have brought my notes with me. My notes are upstairs. Which about about the the Dr. Siegel,
1: um, about the salient. Well, just everything. um, What is it called? salient nerve, salient connection, salient connection. And it, it's so, do, did you want me to no, explain? don't, don't no.
0: get into it yet. Okay. First, I want to talk about our first partner. That's okay. Dr. John Kelly. He's a dentist on the Northwest side of Chicago. He focuses, um, actually on comprehensive de- dentistry. So he does a lot of things, but his website is Chicago dentist com. His phone number is seven, seven, three, six, three, one, six, eight, four, four. But he specializes in kids who are getting into the orthodontics phase of, uh, um, their teeth life cycle. And he's working on two of our three daughters right now. Yep. So give him a call. Um, and then some housekeeping notes before we get into... Um, our weekend. Our weekend. Uh, the mask you live in, tickets are... Going fast. Going quick. So for all of you say, hey, I'm going to buy them. You get them. Better, better buy them quick because we literally are running out soon. And uh, mask- well, and
1: the, the way that you do that is you go to kathysiadams.com. Or to ZenParentingRadio.com. You click on events and then you can order your tickets through the website. Because a few people have asked me, you cannot get your tickets at York Theater, even though the movie is at York Theater. You have to buy them through our website. We we have the whole theater. Yeah, we rented out the theater. theater. So um, you got to buy them through us.
0: Um, And the documentary is about um, redefining masculinity for these young men that we're raising. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be... And
1: redefining masculinity for the fathers who are raising these men.
0: I'm hoping there's a lot of guys in the audience. That's all I got to say. Me too. Uh, But don't bring your kids unless they're 15 or 16 or older Mm -hmm. because it's pretty heavy content. So let's get into Dr. Siegel. Let's start there and then maybe work our way backwards.
1: Okay. Work our way backwards. Okay. Well, we already said we went to see Dr. Siegel. We were there for a workshop. The workshop was actually called Soul and Synapse. He, his, I mean... I I can't even read this guy's resume. It's so long. I mean yeah. he's working on so many things. But one of the things, one of the lifelong things that he's wanted to do is make that connection between soul and synapse and synapse meaning brain work and mind work
0: and so soul like the touchy feely
1: The unnameable. Yes. The mystery. Like here's the thing. We all have our own definition of soul and we all, you know, use it, but we can't have certainty with mm-hmm. that word. Right. We just know it's a feeling, it's something that connects with people and resonates with people, but they're truly, it's all a mystery.
0: So this guy went to Harvard Medical School, uh-huh. didn't he? Does that sound right? Uh-huh. I don't know, one of those. And once he got there, he realized he was very inquisitive on how the patients were feeling, how yeah. the patients were feeling. Right. And his bosses, his doctors- His
1: professors. His professors are saying
0: it doesn't matter. Like we gave him a brain scan, this guy, this is what his diagnosis is, this is how he's feeling. All this other stuff. So, Not how he's
1: feeling, but this is what his right. stats say. Yeah,
0: this is what the computer, whatever. This is what the X-ray says. This is what the the brain scan says. This is what these things say. And he's like, "Well, wh- how do they feel?" And they're and the way he coined it is. His professor said, well, these people are just a bag of chemicals mm-hmm. and there's no place for warmy, feely, touchy, how are you feeling stuff. So he actually- Dropped out. Dropped out. <laughs> and he told a funny story about how he dropped out and ended up coming back. But um, it gave, you know, his first impression of the medical field was not such a good one.
1: And he still kind of rolls his eyes. Oh, like yeah. he, And, you know, so that's the medical profession. The profession I'm in, I'm actually a clinical social worker, but, you know, I'm very connected to the- to psychology and he says that he, you know, as a psycho, as a psychiatrist, he talks to a lot of psychologists and clinicians and especially psychologists do not like to talk about energy. Yeah. Like if you talk about the, the energetic, you know, uh, how you're feeling energetically or the energy that someone's putting off, psychologists don't want to talk about that. And they're like, that's not science. And Dr. Siegel's like, have you ever heard of physics? Yeah. Have you ever heard of quantum physics? Because right. it absolutely is science. Right. Our point of t- my point of telling you guys this is you have to understand sometimes that people only have a limited scope of of learning mm-hmm. meaning sometimes we give all of this weight to okay this person is a doctor so they must know everything and I'm not slamming doctors right. I love my doctors right. but it doesn't mean they know everything about everything right. they have an understanding of their you know uh, they their see expertise. The, yeah, they
0: when they see the world through their lens, their, they their see lens it through at their you education. Know, yeah, like um, like um, you know, whenever anybody's really sick at a hospital, there's like six different doctors, yes. and they all have like a different take. So it's not like the doctor is always right because you could have six different doctors that want to do six different things to the same patient.
1: They all have different opinions, yeah. and that's really the way it should be. Is is when I used to work at the hospital, we had what was called a milieu situation where we had psychologists, social workers, rec therapists, occupational therapists, psychiatrists, you know, so we all got our opinion in there. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how everything should be, where we all bring a new frame of reference so we can see things with a bigger picture. And obviously, Dr. Siegel's um, expertise, I don't know if I could limit it to just a few words, but is obviously the mind, uh, neuroscience, uh, mindfulness, and also understanding that trying to get an understanding of how that soul and mystery plays a role in the development of our bodies and brains. Because to think it doesn't is crazy. Well,
0: and then maybe not even soul and mystery. I mean, I agree with you. But just just because – what was the quote he gave about Einstein? He says, not um, everything sh- ought to be measured. Right. And not every measurement – it was some kind of oxymoron uh, –
1: <laughs> It, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't have that quote, but his point that he was trying to get to is a lot of people who are in research say if it can't be measured, it doesn't exist. Right, exactly. And that is not true. Not everything can be in our grasp. Not everything can be measured, and that's sometimes how we dictate what science is and about what what is true. But we all know we have feelings, right? and we can't necessarily measure feelings. We can only get, you know, what's the word, um, the kind of um, – information. Uh, I can't think of the word. Uh, Anecdotal. We can only get anecdotal information. Not
0: everything that counts can be counted and not everything that can be counted counts. There you go. Or measured.
1: Or measured, right. So
0: that was pretty cool.
1: So, it just is another um you know again he 's very cutting edge in his field he 's speaking to the pope he 's speaking with and to da- the dalai lama he's um, He speaks all over the world. What were some of the other places that he said he's he at this
0: big thing in Italy in like ten days and all these doctors like he was the only
1: he was the only psychologist
0: yeah, or whatever it was, like and everybody else was like regular i don 't know medical doctors or
1: and he goes in there and people like Confront him with things and say, This can't be true. And he always has the science to say, the science and the common sense to say, But look at it this way.
0: So, how do we bring this back to parenting or self awareness or whatever?
1: Well, I think just understanding the importance of mindful behavior and how that can affect someone's development. Okay. It's not just about setting down rules and saying, if I do this, then this is what will happen. We have to take into account with children their feelings, um, how you relate to them, how you connect to them, how you talk with them, how safe and loved they feel. Mm-hmm. Those things affect their development just as much as taking – a dance workshop. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I'm kind of being facetious when I say that, but it means just as much as them getting good grades in school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we look at these like external things as if I do these things, my kid's going to be okay. Right. But relationship, connection, emotional expression, emotional awareness impacts your child's growth and development, I would say more, but if for people who are kind of getting there, right. just as much. Right. I think that, do you think that's a good?
0: I do. I'm just, I would like to come up with some examples to further the connection between Dr. Siegel's work and how we apply
1: um, Well, I I, I feel apply like this. it's kind of the same thing, but he was talking about how, he talked a lot about neuroplasticity of the brain. What which does that mean? Neuroplasticity means that the brain can, we used to think a long time ago that once the brain was developing, developing it, it would get set yep. and that you couldn't change you it. yeah. And now we know that, That the brain has neuroplasticity means it can constantly change. Mm. You can constantly work on your brain and you can constantly like exercise and grow your brain and develop your brain. So we know that. We also know about epigenetics, which means that we may come into the world with certain kinds of genes, but the genes will only be – what's the word? Not executed. The genes will become a reality. Become realized. Become realized based on how we live our lives. And that's not just diet and exercise. So words,
0: you're predisposed to having heart disease because your dad had heart disease, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get heart disease.
1: Not at all. If you live, okay, diet and exercise are one thing, but if you live a life where you have less stress, Mm -hmm. you feel connected to other people, you have love you know, literally running through your veins, like you feel joy, you feel happiness. Those things affect the development of your body and brain. Right. Those things actually keep you healthy. And we put those things as like these kind of, you know, well, that's not what life, life really is. Life is tough. You have to work hard and suffer. If you have that belief system, that will ultimately be true for you. Right. And so why this is important is a lot of times this, this can sound like affirmations and like, well, if I just say it, I'll believe it. It's bigger like than the that. secret. Like, the se- it's, yeah, The Secret, uh, I think, was bad PR.
0: Yeah, well, this. and I think there's some me- – and I, I don't even know if I read that book. But um, for those of you who don't know, it's a self-help book that came out, whatever, six or seven years ago. and
1: Even longer. Everybody
0: ago. started making fun of it because they said all you have to do is think about something and the reality will happen. Right. And I don't know if that was the message from that book. But if it was, it's really not – truthful, at least not from my
1: perspective. The people who are in the book, most of them were pretty great. I did read the book and I, I didn't have a problem with the underlying message that if you thinking a certain way can actually shift your life, because mm-hmm. the truth is I believe that. But what unfortunately kind of came out in that book is the focus was on external. Yeah. So people were saying, I want this goal or I want this job or I want this car. Right. And really... That's just almost like a greedy kind of yeah. what do I get out of this right. rather than the whole intention is giving to other people, having giving back. Well,
0: I remember Wayne Dyer saying it's not – you don't get what you think about. You get what, what you, you are. are. But then even – I'm listening to Dan Harris's um, – Book right now called 10% Happier. And it's really good. You just finished it or you're just finished? I have two
1: chapters left. It's excellent.
0: It's a really good book. Mm -hmm. Um, But like it doesn't happen in all examples. Like there are people that were born in a certain part of this world where they did not attract this plight that they were born into. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that it was. So there's, you know, boundaries to every idea. Um, But, you know, if we're living in, the United States, you do have the ability to kind of turn your um, outlook on life around, regardless of whatever it is that you're going through.
1: Well, kind of the way I think about it is that's one of the, you know, the gifts of living where we live is we actually get the time and space and freedom to look for greater meaning. We actually have been given the gift to look for greater meaning and to change the world and to give back. And so the Western world has this ability to actually make a huge change. And so many of us are just like – Completely uncomfortable with our lives and yeah. play video games and sit on our phone all day. And we have all this ability to make change. Where to your point, there are people in other parts of the world that are just trying to survive.
0: Or parts of, you know, somebody, you know, there's children that are born with cancer. I mean, there's right. plenty of examples where, no, you, somebody who's born with cancer doesn't necessarily attract that into their life.
1: No, of course not. But those are like the, I feel like those have nothing to do... Yeah, the outliers. Yeah, those, that has nothing to do with anything. I'm simply
0: saying for somebody who's listening, they'll say, well, what about this? What about that? Of course, there are examples where this this does not apply.
1: Right. But what I feel like you're trying to put like a, a the, round peg in a, in a square hole, meaning they're not even connected. Okay. Like someone can come into the world and have and be ill but still be able to see the beauty of the time that they're here right. so their life is not comparable to yours right. it's not about well did they bring in cancer or it, it's about they have you know this is kind of the Gary Zukav thing that's been so helpful to you and I is we don't understand I'm not even going to try and explain why people come in and out the way they do because mm-hmm. h- how would I know right. that's the mystery of life that I've accepted right. but I do believe that there is some kind of purpose for every you know experience somebody comes in and I don't. And I'm not saying there's a reason for everything. I'm not using that quote because I can't identify what that reason is all the time. Right. But people, there are people who come in sick or with issues or disabilities who actually experience a very beautiful world. Mm-hmm. Think of Maddie, yeah, Stepanek, yeah. Or think, you know, there are people who like change the world because of their challenges. Right. So, so my point is, is that sometimes we say, well, they must be miserable, and we're not right about that. Yeah.
0: You don't know. You don't know. Atticus Finch, sweetie. Give me more. Um, Atticus said, you don't know what's going on with somebody until you walk in their, a mile in their shoes Absolutely.
1: or whatever. We like to... What we often do is we take our own lives and we project ourselves onto other people's experience and decide either that they're miserable or happy. Right. Just like people do the opposite and say, that person has money, so they must be so happy and I'm not going to listen to them complain. Well, you don't know a thing about that person and mm-hmm. money doesn't make anybody happy. So to take your life into like try and fit them together and say, my my experiences therefore lead me to believe this. You don't know. There's a, there's a wonderful experience in life where we can kind of just say, I don't know. That's
0: right. It's very freeing.
1: It's freeing. I have no idea.
0: Speaking of Atticus Finch. Yes. Now I will say this, uh, not knowing with absolute certainty with what I'm about to say is truthful. Oh, good. But I'm pretty sure Harper Lee, she's like 88. The only book she's ever published is To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm pretty sure that... She is publishing a book that was actually written before To Kill a Mockingbird was ever written, all right? So so this is what happened. If I read the newspaper article correctly, um, Harper Lee wrote a book, I don't know what it was called, and the publisher said... It's not that good or it's not good enough, but why don't you take this character, Scout, and write about her when she was a child? Mm. So she's been, I think, been sitting on the sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird since before To Kill a Mockingbird ever came out, and now it's finally coming out.
1: See, and I read the same thing. You have more information than I did though, because I didn't know it was related to, to kill a mockingbird. I just thought she was coming out with another book.
0: No, I think scout is, I think she's the main character. And of she's this an book. adult and she's an adult. Amazing. So I think that's true. Amazing. If not, let me know.
1: Well, I'll be pretty pumped to read that.
0: Um, anything else about, um, Daniel Siegel before we move on, sweetie? Uh,
1: do, we're going backwards. Do you want to go to Friday?
0: Um, first I want to go to my second partner, okay. our second partner. That's Dr. Kelly, our chiropractor. Um, She runs a chiropractic uh, practice here in Elmhurst. The website is ChiroTree.com. The phone number is 630-941-8733. Give her a call.
1: So the other reason that Todd and I were in California is on – so we got to spend time with Reverend Ed and Dr. Siegel on Saturday. But on Friday, Todd and I had the honor and privilege of uh, going to Kids in the House um, in Santa Monica. And com is a wonderful resource for parents where there are – Many, many videos I think eight
0: thousand videos eight
1: thousand short videos, like a minute and a half, that basically talk about anything you want to know about parenting who talks about it um experts, mm, parenting really. experts, and basically anybody that you've ever heard of that's um you know, writes parenting books or is in the world of parenting, they have a video on this website. So like, like I said, Todd and I were very honored to be able to make some videos. And we spent the day there and they, Todd and I were both, Todd got his makeup done. That's right. He looked lovely.
0: I know how to wear makeup.
1: And um, I, so we, unfortunately we weren't able to do videos together, which we thought would have been really fun, but we each had about, I don't know, 10, 12 questions thrown at us. Give or take. And some
0: went well. Some not so well.
1: (laughs) You know, it's hard. It's funny. We, you know, you think. We're
0: both talkers. We talk for 40 minutes a month and uh, on this podcast and it's hard to summarize a point within 90 seconds.
1: It's hard to consolidate everything, you know, into, yeah, like Todd said, into that short time. But, um, but we had a ball and um, we had the pleasure of meeting John O'Sullivan that day because he was doing his kids in the house videos. And John O'Sullivan is a speaker. Um, Todd, you could probably explain better. speaker,
0: author. um, He, he became famous because he did a TED talk about uh, how to have successful athletic kids and at night high my, performing high kids, high performing kids, and it's not necessarily what you might be thinking. Um, yeah. So we're going to have him on the show actually sometime in the next month or two.
1: And we also um, got to spend some time with Madeline Levine who's, uh writes a lot about – I think The Price of Privilege was probably her most popular book but she has other books out there um, talking about all the same stuff we do. Yeah. Um, we just had a lot – got to spend a lot of – wonderful time with some really uh, fantastic people who we admire. And so, yeah, so look for those videos that two weeks, I think they said, she said about two out. weeks. So we'll, we'll put them on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, you won't
0: be able to miss them. OK, so,
1: so let's move on.
0: Um, is that it about the weekend? Are we done? I think so. Okay, uh, I did meet Andy at the airport.
1: Oh, that was fun. Tell yeah. that story.
0: Um, well, I just downloaded an app called Headspace. Um, as a result of listening to this Dan Harris book, Ten Percent Happier, and this guy named Andy Andy Petticom Petticom, um, did a TED Talk way back when, and he created this app that I've been kind of using every day for the last twenty days or so, and it's a meditation app. And um, we were getting on the plane yesterday, and lo and behold, there he was.
1: So it was really funny because, okay, we just spent this whole weekend focusing on mindfulness and awareness and children's health and all that kind of stuff. And then Todd spots Andy in the airport. And what was cool was, like Todd said, we're both reading this 10% happier book. And for those of you, by the way, who mindfulness is new to you, Mm -hmm. I highly recommend Dan Harris's book because he kind of takes him he takes us through his experience with being introduced to mindfulness and he he was a very logical pragmatic uh jur- he's a journalist yeah. so he didn't buy it yeah. and it's how he came to accept these things and appreciate them um so we you know we're reading this book and then i had I just so happened last Thursday, the day before we left for this trip, I showed Andy's um, TED Talk to my class because we were focusing on mindfulness last week. So just the synchronicities and the you know the really cool coincidences yeah. that we would see. And him. he was a pleasant guy. He was he was lovely, really nice. And he mentioned that the Headspace gonna, is coming he's out. He's going to have
0: the app for children too, yes. sometime soon. So we're going to try to get him on. I don't know if we'll be able to, but we're going to do our best. All righty. Um, so. Uh, January was the month of, give us a an example of how your partner has your back month. Yeah. But now here we are in February, sweetie.
1: I say we keep going. So I love these.
0: Sweetie wants to keep going with it. So one of our good friends who we've never met before in real life, but we've met virtually. She was on our virtual retreat. Her name is Millie. She uh, submitted a 90 second clip on how her husband has her back.
2: Hi, this is Millie from California. I want to share with you how my husband, Tim, has my back. We have an eight-year-old daughter and twin two-and-a-half-year-old sons. I am currently a stay-at-home mom, where managing our household plus our three kids is certainly more than a full-time job. And with my sacrificing tendencies, I take care of everything and everyone but me. So for our 10th anniversary, when the boys were just over a year old and life was pretty challenging, Tim planned an entire day for me that he called the Day of Selfishness. He laid down the ground rules that morning. No taking care of anybody but me. No changing diapers, no cooking, no cleaning, no bills, no doing anything unless it was for my own enjoyment or relaxation. And since he knew I recharged by socializing with my friends, he planned meals with my friends or with him. He planned some spa treatments with another good girlfriend. Even a long-distance phone call was set up with my best friend in New York. So on our anniversary, a day that should have been about the two of us, He chose to make sure that I was taken care of because he knew that I don't usually do it for myself. Now, I should also say that while this was a grand gesture, he regularly encourages me to go out with my friends because he knows this is how I re-energize. So I just want to thank Tim for always reminding me to practice self-care. He knows that I have to first fill up my own pitcher before I am able to fill others' cups. Thanks for letting me share this story.
0: No, Millie, thank you.
1: I love that. I love that because I think she's talking about a story, first of all, that her that Tim's a rock star because he basically said... See,
0: that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Tim's a rock star. You just stole my thunder. I'm sorry. Thanks a lot. I know. I'm a thunder stealer. No, yeah. Tim, He's he's got it going on.
1: Well, and you know, th- I kind of think sometimes that... That kind of gift is forgotten.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if it's because men don't – and I don't even – I want to say partners don't think that's important or they really just don't want to take over for a day. You know what I mean? Right. But I – one of my things that uh, you know, I, I think I've spoken to you about quite a bit, Todd, is what stresses me out the most is the fact that I have to think about – what's going on during the day and where everybody else needs to be. Like you are completely a big part of it. Meaning, you're doing a lot of pickups and drop offs, and but I'm really the gatekeeper of all of it. Yeah, you're in charge. So, if a ball gets dropped, really it's on me. I'm kind of the last line of defense. So, if someone said to me, I guess it would be you, you don't have to do any of that today. You can be on your own schedule, you can go where you want, you can, you know, space out in the library, you can do what you want. That's a bigger gift than I think many w- would realize.
0: Bigger than flowers, sweetie. Yes. Bigger than candy. Yes. Bigger than a brand new car.
1: To me, because I don't want a brand new car. You don't? Well, I I like my minivan. Do you? I kind of.
0: Sometimes it's a little messy.
1: Right, but a brand new car would get messy too.
0: These kids, they just mess everything up.
1: Well, they they like to drop things on the floor. You know, Todd, what's funny is you're saying the kids, but sometimes the things I find in the car that are random are yours. Yeah,
0: I, by yours, you mean the kids.
1: The other day, do you remember we were in the car and there was one random sock of yours? Yeah. You always leave your That's like- That's where
0: I keep my random socks, <laughs> in the car.
1: You leave like your JVI, like your vector connectors on the floor. Yeah,
0: I keep the vector connectors on the floor. <laughs>
1: You'll have like a basketball on the front seat. That's
0: where I keep the basketball. So, Sweetie, these are planned out. That's where I put these things randomly.
1: My point is, is that they're not really the only culprit. And you know what? I point the finger at myself too. I usually bring like 10 drinks into the car. I'll have coffee, water, a smoothie. And so there's a lot a of nice cups. Tea. And an nice
0: tea. You get four cups going yes. on at once. Okay. Um, so thank you, Millie. And we're not going to cease this. Uh, we're only going to cease it if people stop submitting. Cease. Oh. Cease.
1: We are never – if you guys have any stories that you want to share on our – what's it called? The voice memo? What's Uh, it
0: called? I don't know. Voice message on our website. Yeah, if you go
1: to our website.
0: send us a voice message and you can do it.
1: If you have any stories about how your partner has your back, please share them and we will share them on the show. We were just going to do it for January, but we'll keep going. 90 seconds or less. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I
0: want to talk about – oh, we have a fan from Ireland I wanted to mention, sweetie. Oh, yeah, please. Emma. Hi, Emma. She says, hi, Kathy and Todd. Thank you so much for your brilliant podcast. I'm a stay-at-home mom, M-U-M, sweetie.
1: I know. She's from Ireland.
0: Of two, and and I look forward to them weekly. Thanks again, and keep up the good work. Emma, your biggest fan from Ireland. What's up with the M-U-M?
1: That's that mom. That's a...
0: I kind of... think it's foreign to me but i kind of like it better because it's easier to say than mom
1: me too i i love it mom but then i think of
0: mummies and you don't want mummies and mum to be the same because mummies are scary
1: oh my gosh like
0: in scooby-doo yeah you know what i'm talking about i
1: don't you've lost me
0: what did mummies really do um, I mean, why were they scary? Because like, they didn't have like knives or anything. They would just no, walk around in you. They're like you.
1: zombies. You would take a person and you would Mama in Egyptian times them? and you'd wrap them in what we now use toilet paper. Yeah. Um, you'd wrap them up and then you'd put them like in a in a whatchamacallit, a a coffin. Hmm. And then if they would walk around, you'd know they were dead before. I wonder
0: how they kept the tape on.
1: I don't know. I think there was more to it than maybe our Halloween costumes actually demonstrated. <laughs> you
0: think they, demonstrate? they spent a little more time? I <laughs> remember when there was a guy, um, and he went as a mummy. His name was John Fingert, mm-hmm. and he probably isn't listening, but he was a friend of mine.
1: Not the guy who hurt his finger. Yeah, same guy. John F- Yeah, I remember John that guy. John
0: Fingert uh-huh. hurt his finger, and he was a mummy. And I think 10 minutes into the party, it was destroyed.
1: Well, it's toilet paper and people just want to rip it off. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's. Just they want to throw such, a
1: drink on you and just make you wet. It's
0: not such a good idea.
1: Uh-uh.
0: Um, and then there was a time my friend Mike went as a garbage can and he literally had like his arms through the garbage can uh-huh. and I think he had like a big hat that looked like a trash and can lid. And people kept throwing garbage. And people kept throwing beers. In of his...
1: course. What did he expect? I
0: don't know. That was a good costume. That is. That's pretty funny. Um. So, and what else was I going to say? Um. Oh, we want to talk about the Grammys.
1: Yes. So one really okay. Tell so me
0: when you want me to play the.
1: First thing. of all, we're taping this on a day where I've only seen over half the Grammys and I haven't seen the end, so I haven't seen the whole Kristen Wig mm-hmm. uh, thing. Ruin Have it you heard for about me. that? No. Well, I haven't seen it yet. But anyway, but one thing that, that we loved last night, we were watching with the girls, was Barack Obama came on, and there is a new. A movement called It's On Us and it's about domestic abuse and it was brought to our attention by a woman who um, on the Grammys last night spoke and said she was a domestic abuse survivor and she spoke before Katy Perry's performance and Katy Perry sang a song that could very well be connected to domestic abuse. So Todd is gonna play so what here's Barack, Barack said last night.
0: Interrupting the Emmys, a planned interruption. Planned interruption. And, and the Emmys it's about a minute and twenty three seconds long.
3: Good evening, everybody. Tonight we celebrate artists whose music and message help shape our culture. And together we can change our culture for the better by ending violence against women and girls. Right now, nearly one in five women in America has been a victim of rape or attempted rape. And more than one in four women has experienced some form of domestic violence. It's not okay. And it has to stop. Artists have a unique power to change minds and attitudes and get us thinking and talking about what matters. And all of us, in our own lives, have the power to set an example. Join our campaign to stop this violence. Go to itsonus.org and take the pledge. And to the artists at the Grammys tonight, I ask you to ask your fans to do it too. It's on us. All of us. To create a culture where violence isn't tolerated, where survivors are supported, and where all our young people, men and women, can go as far as their talents and their dreams will take them. Thanks. Beautiful. Nice job, Barack.
1: So, it's, yes, I loved that. Yeah. Um, go to the website, itsonus.org. Mm-hmm. You take the pledge um that basically there's you know the the talking points are that you will speak up um if you see something that you uh looks abusive or um, you see someone... Did you take the pledge? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, you actually... I haven't done
0: it yet. I got to do that.
1: Yes. So you can read about it. Obviously, you have to make the decision for yourself no, if you want. No, don't even
0: make the decision for yourself. Just do it. <laughs>
1: well, I know I would like to say that, but again, everybody has free will and they want to be able to read it for themselves. But I think it's really powerful because you can feel you know, I know this has been kind of a slow climb for many who have been working on women's rights and, you know, girls' rights um, all over the world. But this is just one of these things where it's just becoming more normalized to have these conversations and that we are, you know, especially, uh, you know, with what's gone on in the NFL this year. And then, you know, I kept thinking about Rihanna and Chris Brown Mm -hmm. both being in the audience, you know, um, and so many other people who have had issues with domestic violence. Well, I
0: was just so happy that they used the this platform of the Grammys to... reach people move towards social change
1: I know me too Um,
0: because usually it's just a bunch of BS and that was just really moving and awesome especially the lady who did that we should we should have had that pulled up
1: yeah she was great
0: lady who said that thing maybe we'll put that in the show notes Um, so I was that before Barack spoke
1: Uh, I think Barack spoke
0: and then this lady
1: lady and then Katie so the
0: lady just talked for like a minute or two about her experience and it was very powerful
1: and she's an advocate Mm -hmm. for survivors and so she obviously is very articulate and already has something set in yeah. in place she where she helped. Yeah, she did a wonderful job.
0: So, what's it called? It's on us. org. It's on us. org. Um, there's a lot of those going on. Uh, he, for she, he for she. It's on he, us. He for
1: she is global. Yeah. Um, that's the, you know, the Emma Watson, Hermione, Hermione initiative, um, which is through the UN. So that's a global thing. Um, and it's on us, I think is more of a, you know, at home yeah. situation where what's going on on college campuses and what's going on in the media. It's, it's just, I mean, like he said, I love it when we just give it that really common sense. It's not okay. People.
0: She's not okay.
1: It's not okay to, to. To take advantage of a drunk girl and take pictures of her and post it places. Mm-hmm. Where did we learn that that was somehow okay? And I don't. And when I say where did we learn, sometimes it's not literal learning. Sometimes it's just a lack of compassion overall. Right. And we have to understand, you know, it, why he's saying it's on us is we have to speak up. We have to talk about these things. We have to make them not normal. We have to make it not so like, well, yeah, that happens. Right. No, it shouldn't.
0: Right. Step up. Yeah. Um, so our last partner, sweetie, is Avid Company. And he, Jeremy, is the owner. And That's Avid awesome. does painting and remodeling all of the Chicagoland area. And their number is 630-956-1800. And the website is avidco.net. And what is Jeremy, sweetie? He is a wonderful person. What else is he? I'm
1: not going to call him He's a bald-headed,
0: a bald-headed beauty. beauty. He
1: was over today. He's fixing a light for me. <laughs>
0: To uh, Todd doesn't quite know electricity. Jeremy
1: yet. and I had funny laughs because I said, Jeremy, that light is broken. I said, Todd tried to fix it. <laughs> and we both looked up at the light and there's like all these wires coming out. So we started laughing.
0: And those wires have been like that for quite some time.
1: I know. Now. Poor Skyler doesn't have a closet light.
0: Um, and I want to say one thing. I have a really good words of wisdom. Um, oh, good. Because usually it's just keep trucking, but it's not. Are,
1: well, are you going to play? Uh, what?
0: Do your promotion, whatever we're going to promote.
1: Okay. But what about our Friday show?
0: Oh, Friday show, Tara Moore. That's right. Tara Moore. Tara Moore. Sorry about that.
1: So can I set this up? Sure, go ahead. So Tara Moore is on our show Friday. Tara Moore is someone that I have been talking about for a couple years. I saw her at a conference called Emerging Women in New York two years ago, and I also saw her this past year. She wrote a book called Playing Big. Um, It's about women in leadership positions. A little different than the whole lean in thing. It's more about understanding what women bring to the table and utilizing that rather than trying to, you know, to think that we need to be different than we are. Let's utilize our skills and trust who we are. And it's a really empowering book. Again, it's called Playing Big. And so we have her on the show this Friday. So
0: here's a quick snippet.
1: But you do a wonderful job of explaining that there's also these internal things from our history, um, from women's history. Could you explain a little more about why why, do so, why are so many women leery about stepping forward? What is it that we as women carry from our history? Yes, yes. I think this is so important, you know, because right now there are a lot of, there's a lot of talk about women's self-doubt. Do we have a lack of confidence? What are these inner barriers? And And that often gets confused with the idea that we're blaming women for the dearth of women in leadership. It's like, well, if it's an inner barrier, isn't it just our problem and it's our problem to fix and we should just deal with it somehow, go sit on a therapist's couch and figure it out. It's our problem. And I experienced that.
0: So she goes on to answer that question.
1: Which it's excellent. Like it's one of my favorite chapters in her book. So you've got to listen to this interview and I highly recommend you check out her book Playing Big. Sweetie, what are you going to promote? So I also have my own book called Living What We... What is my book? Living Living What What You You Want Want Your Kids to Learn. Right. The Power of Self-Aware Parenting. You can find that on Amazon or KathyCAdams.com. We also have the, again, the tickets for The Mask You Live In, um, March 11th and at 7 p.m. at York Theater. Go to my website, KathyCAdams.com.
0: And we're also doing... uh, You and I are attending a Tony Robbins uh, four-day workshop. Unleash, unleash the
1: power within.
0: So if you're interested in doing that, we can somehow get you discounted prices a little bit. Really? Yeah, we cool. can. Like there's an early bird special and if they go through us, blah, blah, blah. So if you're interested in that, it's in Chicago. It's in, it's in Schomburg. It's in whatever, Chicago land area, Schaumburg. Oh, okay. And it's in July?
1: It's July like 16th, 17th, 18th. It's like a four-day weekend. So
0: if you want to do that with us, we're going to be there.
1: And you walk on fire.
0: And we're going to walk on fire. So
1: what's so fun is Tony Robbins has been on Todd and my bucket list. Like We're like, we really want to go see him. We love him dearly. And all of a sudden, he's coming to Chicago.
0: So we're going to be there. Um, And then we have those awesome winter hats that are flying off the shelf, sweetie. We had one sale last week.
1: Well, I sent one out today. And we gave one to John Duffy today. We had a guest in our in our studio. Yeah, an
0: awesome guest. So um, that's all I got. Okay, let me wrap it up. Let me play my music. All right, muzak. Do you want to do the words of wisdom first, or do you want me to? No, you go ahead. Here's my words of wisdom. Are you ready? Yep. You're ready.
1: I am so ready right now. Would you like me to give mine?
0: If you meet three jerks in one day, (laughs) you're the jerk. (laughs) Beat that, one of sweetie. my favorite.
1: I, I gave you that. Beat that. <laughs> yeah, I gave you that.
0: Are you going to call me a jerk?
1: No, I don't think you're a jerk. I have met zero jerks today.
0: What about jerk store?
1: <laughs> I'm going with jerk store.
0: No words of wisdom?
1: What is what is that about the shrimp? What does George say about the shrimp? I'm
0: going with shrimp.
1: No, the guy says...
0: Shrimp's the ocean called, and they're running out of they're here. They're
1: running out of <laughs> Oh, Costanza. Can't stand um, you. We'll
0: see you guys. Oh, uh, Tara Moore on Friday. Yeah, Make sure listen you listen up. in. Adios. Have a good week. Bye.